0: Paolo Bancaro and Team USA victorious over Germany, but both Paolo and Franz had their moments and overcame their weaknesses. We'll talk about all we're seeing from FIBA Play plus Mo Wagner screening on today's episode of Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. I'm recording this on August 20th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight site editor over at Orlando Magic can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Team USA, Paolo Bancaro defeat Team Germany and Franz Wager in the final World Cup warm-up game for both squads. We'll get into a little bit of that game, but more importantly... The weaknesses that Paolo and Franz are overcoming to help their teams succeed. This will not be the last time I think that we see the U.S. versus Germany. Certainly, potentially not the last time these are two medal contenders. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA or enter promo code On NBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. For Orlando Magic fans, there was one thing they wanted to see Sunday afternoon when Team USA took on Germany. And that was Paolo Bancaro versus Franz Wagner. No offense to the Paolo Bancaro-Mo Wagner matchup that we actually saw for the majority of Paolo's minutes. uh, But Paolo Bancaro versus Franz Wagner is something that, you know, they only get to see in practice. You don't get to see that in actual games. And that's of course the fun of having international basketball are, are these matchups, Paolo- was a spectator at Germany's game against Greece on Saturday, but Sunday was the main event. And so that's the game we want to focus on. We got to see it. And in one third quarter, I think it was third quarter, one fourth quarter, I think it was fourth quarter actually. In one fourth quarter possession, Paolo switched on to France and we got the one-on-one matchup of the decade of the century of the year. And Paolo played good defense. He switched on to him, Franz backed out let allowed everyone to reset and then immediately tried to drive on Paolo, couldn't, started a mid-post up, got a nice little shoulder turn to to get Paolo a little bit off balance and turn and hit a tough fader over Bancaro. I am sure they will be talking about that when they're back at the Advent Health Training Center next month. The game itself was a fascinating one. The U.S. fell, fell down by as much as 16 points until they made a humongous run. To get back in the game in the third quarter, Tyrese Halliburton, Austin Reeves, and yes, Paolo Bancaro had a big hand in that run uh, before using a 16-0 run in the fourth quarter to put the game away. Anthony Edwards scored 34 points, and the U.S. averted some disaster. I wouldn't call it disaster. Germany's a very good team. This U.S. team is very good but still very flawed for a 99-91 victory. The U.S. is perfect 5-0 in their warm-up games, Germany 3-2. Both of these teams are medal contenders for the World Cup, which, of course, starts Friday morning here in the U.S. U.S. plays its first game on Saturday morning against New Zealand. We'll get into more about Team USA in a little bit, but the focus in this game for Magic fans is certainly on what we're seeing from Paolo and Franz. And I think what's been most fascinating to watch, because these are two really young players. These are two guys... Who, um, who are still prone to make mistakes, who are still kind of figuring the game out and figuring out who they are and what they can do here in the NBA. This is not a group. This is not, These are not players that have everything figured out, every single little thing lined up and figured out. And so what we ended up seeing and what we saw in this game were two players doing what they needed to do to help their teams win. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. What FIBA play is doing for both Paolo, for especially for Paolo, but for both Paolo and Franz, is it's forcing these two players to confront their weaknesses. It is forcing these players out of the comfort zone of what they have to do for the Orlando Magic and for the Magic to be successful and making them do what they need to do to make these teams successful. For Paolo Bancaro, this this change is most pronounced because... For Team USA, he is not the star. He's not getting 16, 17 shots a game like he does with, with Magic. In fact, he's rarely getting any shots at all, You know, perhaps even frustratingly so. Um, he is having to make an impact in ways that he has never had to make an impact, probably in his life. In Palo Caro's playing life, he has probably always been the best player on the team. And the guy who's going to get the ball plenty, and even adjusting to the, I mean, in the NBA, he's, you know, that guy for the magic, but even then he's probably adjusting to like, oh, I've never played with a player with the capabilities of Markel Foltz or Franz Wagner, or even Wendell Carter. Paolo's had to completely change his game to make it work for Team USA. He's had to completely change his outlook and what he has to do to succeed to be what Team USA needs him to be. And it's been fascinating to watch. Um, you know, yes, would I love to see Paolo Bancaro scoring? You know, yes, of course. And, and, and look, he missed all four of his free throws in Sunday's game, which cannot happen. He's really struggled with free throw shooting uh, during, this, during this, this run-up, this exhibition play. Uh, he's still getting to the line plenty, uh, unsurprisingly, but he's got to make his shots. Uh, the, if your opportunities are few, he's pressing and, and missing some of those opportunities. Having said that, though, Paolo is still showing growth in a lot of really important areas. And, and, and this is vital. Sunday was perhaps his best game in this run. And you're not going to see it in the stats. Six points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. That doesn't quite tell you what he's doing. Because when you look at Paolo, you're looking at a player that, yes, is a very gifted scorer. His defense, though, needs a lot of work. Uh, it's. I think it's better. It's certainly better than I think what was advertised in college. I think he's, you know, can and certainly show engagement on the floor. But no player on the Magic last year had a worse, uh, or no starter for the Magic last year had a worse on-court defensive rating than Paolo Bancaro, And it got, big, got worse as the season went on, even as the Magic's defense seemed to improve. That, of course, doesn't put all the onus on him. And, and there are things that he does well defensively. He's pretty good on the ball. Um, you know, he's a better, de- he's not a rim deterrent. Uh, no one's afraid to drive on him, but he's not, but he's going to defend defend the rim pretty well. And he's shown that in FIBA play. What's been most impressive about what Paolo Banchero's done with Team USA so far, and again, it's a smaller role. It's, he's screening really well. He's defending much better. He's been much more engaged defensively. He's much more focused defensively. While he still makes some mistakes, he's recovering quicker uh, and he's learning from those mistakes quickly. Would we like to see Paolo Bancaro score more? Absolutely. Would we like to see Paolo Bancaro make his street throws more? Absolutely. Would we like to see Paolo be more aggressive at times instead of pressing to get his opportunities? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, what we're seeing from Paolo with Team USA is a guy who is accepting a smaller role. And is focusing on one or two really important things, maybe perhaps to the detriment of other things. But Carroll is essentially playing the Draymond Green role in the Steve Carr offense. He's there to be a hub, to be a versatile guy who can pop, who can roll, although he's not popping much, he's rolling a lot, um, who can pop, who can roll, who's going to be a big, who can handle the ball a little bit and make some plays. And obviously, he's not as clean and polished as Draymond can be. But he is fulfilling that role. And whether it's rebounding, whether it's defending, things that he struggled with his rookie year, he is being forced to do well for Team USA. Say what you want about this Team USA squad. And I think through five games, we've seen that this is a flawed team. This is not a perfect team. This is a team that, that can be beaten. But this is also a really strong team too. And they're starting to come together. They're starting to figure things out. And part of that is understanding the roles they have to play. And Caro is a big part of that. He is going to be a big part of Team USA winning this gold medal. And I think they are by far the favorites. Um, no offense to Spain. No offense to Germany. No offense to France. No offense to Australia. No offense to Canada. I think those are your, your favorites in this tournament. Um, Paolo Caro is... Or Team USA is going to win this thing, um, or they'll medal at least. They're not going to embarrass themselves and finish 6th or 7th, but, you know, they could. They could have a bad shooting night. They could do what they did in the first half when they didn't move the ball particularly well when they didn't attack the bat, attack paint very particularly well. Um, those things can happen still. But the key to it all, and the key for Paolo, is accepting his role and now doing some of the things that he wasn't doing particularly well his rookie year. And that's only going to make Paolo better. It's only going to help him grow. And that's been the big takeaway here from two weeks with Team USA. The U.S. will open its World Cup play on Saturday against New Zealand. But Paolo Bancaro isn't the only one facing his weaknesses. Where Franz Wagner has shown improvement, what he showed Sunday, that's actually pretty positive despite a poor shooting game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Bird Dogs. I don't know about you. Uh, I know it's raining this Sunday, this, this muggy Sunday, but it is still hot here in Central Florida. And, and, and you want to be comfortable. You want to look good uh, while you're g- going outside uh, because if you're not, everyone's going to feel it. Everyone's going to see it. And that's why I have turned to bird dogs, my growing catalog of bird dogs, pants and shorts, uh, because I don't like wearing shorts, but in this heat, you have to, uh, is has become the go-to piece of clothing in my wardrobe or in my closet, because they're comfortable, they're stretchy, they're really breathable. They just make everything feel good. I was in Atlanta visiting my dad a a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I brought my bird dogs pants with me because I know it's hot there. And just walking around, just feeling free and easy. That's that's what Bird Dogs is. They fit way better than regular shirts. They're made of a stiff restrict that, that are made of stiff restricted cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki. I have worn bird dogs pants to work, uh, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs also uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA NBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat that you won't t- want to take your bird
1: dogs off. We promise you.
0: For Franz Wagner, uh, things are seemingly easier. Um, and, and, you know, like, look, we're, we're trying to analyze Paolo Bancaro, and and I'm already hearing uh, some, some Magic fans kind of come at me. He's like, like, what is Paolo doing? He doesn't look like he's gotten better offensively. And I'm just like, hey, guys, like, that's not his role. You know, what I like him to have a little bit more of an aggressive mindset? Does it feel like he is purposefully not trying to score at times? Yes, I, I will agree to that. I will stipulate to that and say that, okay, yeah, I'd like to see Paolo be a little bit more aggressive and show us some more of his offensive skills, but that's not his job on this team. That's not what Steve Kerr is asking him to do. You got to evaluate players based off what they're being asked to do. Because if Paolo's going off script and trying to score too much, he ain't going to play. That's not his job on this team. Now, you can debate whether Steve Kerr's made the right decision there. I think he has, Um, but they're asking Paolo to do something different. So I'm trying to evaluate him based on his role, and I think he's made some strides defensively. I think his rebounding's been pretty good. His screening has been really, really good, very, very quietly, very good. We'll talk more about screening here in a minute. Um, and, you know, the scoring will be there. we were confident that he will be able to score when he gets back to the Advent Health Training Center here uh, in a couple weeks. For Franz Wagner, it's much more straightforward. He is one of Germany's star players, and, and if you watch the Fox broadcast, they... Sung very highly about Franz Wagner, but were still seemingly surprised by the things he was doing. Because just like Paolo Bancaro, actually, Franz Wagner is having to face up and face down his weaknesses uh, as, this te- as his team prepares for the World Cup and prepares for what they hope will be a run for a medal. I think Germany has a very good chance at meddling. Um, yes, Dennis Schroeder is still kind of the engine that drives everything. And if Germany has a weakness, it's that they settle for three-point shots too much. But Franz has had to take his game up another notch too. And if you've watched any of Germany's games, the Canada games especially, you can see that, yes, Franz can take his game up, but there's still rough edges, just like with Paolo, that Franz needs to smooth over. That was honestly on display Sunday, and, and if Germany's looking for a reason why they lost, um, you know, besides just kind of running out of gas, starting to turn the ball over a little bit late uh, in that fourth quarter, Franz Wagner's shooting struggles were a big part of it. Franz finished with a team-high 17 points in the game, shooting 6-for-16, six 2-for-8 from 3, 3-for-5 three from the foul line. Another reason why I'm not so worried about Palace free throws because even Franz is struggling from the foul line. With 10 rebounds, we'll talk about that in a minute, two assists, two steals and two turnovers. Franz had a couple of his shots blocked by Jaron Jackson Jr., so he's still not afraid to attack the basket, but the shooting percentage was low for him. And certainly against Team USA, that's a little bit more, or feels a little bit more realistic to what we will see uh, when he gets to the NBA. Now, I'm not worried about Franz's shooting percentages. I'm not worried about his shot selection. I'm not worried about any of that. But what we've seen from Franz is a willingness to be the star more often, a willingness to be more aggressive, a willingness to try and create something when it may not actually be there. That turnaround fadeaway over pa- over Paolo, that kind of isolation set is not something I don't think Franz would have done last year, certainly wouldn't have done often last year. Uh, the clutch shots that he made against Sweden in their first game, against Canada in their second game, the fact that he took some clutch shots and missed them, against Canada in the second game last week. Those are shots that Franz has to continue taking, and he has shown a willingness uh, and a belief, and and a no-fear belief that he can keep taking those shots. Franz has taken his offensive game up another level. It's, again, getting better at the things he was already pretty good at, but now adding perhaps that extra level of aggression, Um, Yes, Germany still sometimes does not get the ball to him enough. Sometimes then a shooter tries to take over, sometimes Franz is just stuck in the corner. But I think Franz has done a better job, especially as these games have gone on, demanding the ball a little bit. And that's, of course, something that we want to see Franz do. Yes, he takes a lot of shots for the match already, but it always feels like they could involve him more because, quite frankly, whether it was this game against the U.S., whether it's any game Germany's played, When Franz has the ball in his hands, good things usually happen. He is not going to make, you know, he will make an occasional kind of selfish go for it shot. But for the most part, he's going to make the right pass. He's going to make the right read. And 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 that's something, and again, he's a young player. He's learning that balance. He is slowly learning that balance more. More impressive than any of that, I want to point to Franz Wagner's rebounding. He had 10 rebounds in this game against the U.S., he has only he has only had four games in the NBA and two seasons in the NBA four games where he's grabbed ten or more rebounds. He scored grabbed eleven twice uh, in his rookie season. He grabbed ten twice last year. He averaged four and a half rebounds per game last year. Uh, around he's averaging a little bit more than five rebounds per game during these warm up games during these, during these exhibition games before the World Cup, and is rebounding it. Just watching him, he is just like Paolo. He is much more aggressive, much more assertive, trying to get after the glass, trying to get boards, whether it's on the offensive glass, whether it's on the defensive glass. He's trying to get himself more involved. And this, of course, is all just fantastic news. This is all good stuff for the Orlando Magic, something that they need to see from him. They need him to be this aggressive, to be this assertive on both ends of the floor. And it's always been something that honestly felt like he was hesitant to do. He was hesitant to be the star, to be the guy. And so when his time with Team Germany is forcing him to do, just like the Magic will try and push him to do as well, it's forcing him to be the star. If you want to, again, we all expect and believe that playing FIBA basketball helps young players grow puts them in pressure situations, puts them in slightly different roles and slightly different environments, and you see how they react. Like Paolo Carroll, Team USA, who has found ways to contribute and be and play meaningful minutes for his team, Franz Wagner has stepped his game up too and stepped it up by confronting the things that he struggled with on the club team for the Orlando Magic. So far, I think, you know, yes, do we want to see Paolo score more? Yeah, absolutely. Um but I think so far you have to be happy with what these two players are contributing. Franz has stepped his game up and Germany is one of the favorites to medal in this tournament. Paolo may not be everything we imagined and everything we know he can be, and he's certainly struggled because his role is vastly different than it was than it is with the magic. You hope that some of this stuff carries over when he returns to Orlando. Sunday's game was just absolutely fun. It was not only, just, not only a super competitive game and something that was just fun and entertaining to watch, but it shows us how these two players, these two young players, it is important to remember that they are still super-duper young. It shows us how these two young players are continuing to progress, continuing to develop, and continuing to grow in their games. There's one player from Sunday's game that we haven't talked about yet, but we got to talk about him because Mo Wagner is doing Mo Wagner things. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner
0: and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. You know, all the attention on Powell and Franz, especially in this game, I don't want to neglect the attention that we should be giving to the Magic's other um, FIBA players. Goga Patadze and Georgia are are in uh, Japan now. They play Australia, I think, on Monday. Um, They're getting ready for their first World Cup. They've had some some interesting games and some interesting results. Uh, Joe Ingles and Australia scored a humongous win Sunday morning, U.S. time at least, Sunday morning. Uh, against France, uh, Josh Giddy and Patty Mills obviously carrying that team offensively. Joe Ingles still kind of in the background, but you know the highlights I've seen, he's still doing Joe Ingles things. Even if even if the shot's not quite there yet, or he's getting the same shot volume that we're used to seeing with him, um, they're all doing great things. But obviously, we'll be watching a lot of Germany, and Mo Wagner is a big part of the German team as the team's backup center. He was matched up directly with Paolo Benquero and they fought hard for rebounds throughout the course of the game. Paolo won a lot of those battles. But Bo Wagner's value for Germany is very much the same value he has for the U.S. or for, for, the, for the Magic. Um, it's to fill in the gaps, to find the holes in what the team is giving them and, and to just exploit them. There was a play late in the game, late in the fourth quarter or in the middle of the fourth quarter when Germany was still holding on to the lead when Anthony Edwards and Mo Wagner went tumbling out of bounds, going for a rebound, I think Edwards ended up pulling Wagner down. Mo got up first, snuck out to the corner, hit a three. That's kind of a definitional Mo Wagner play. And Mo Wagner has started to come around here as these games have gone on. In 16 minutes on Sunday, he scored 14 points, shot five for eight from the floor, one for two from three, three for three from the foul line, three rebounds, three fouls for good measure. That feels like a very typical Mo Wagner game. You know what you're getting out of Mo Wagner, and you know what he's gonna give you. But the stats don't show, though, about Mo. And this I think really gets to the heart of who he is. What the stats don't show you about Mo is the screening. There are several plays I noticed in Sunday's game as well as Saturday's game, where he's just screening guys off. Uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder driving to the basket. Wagner is in Carroll's way, so he cannot get in position to help. It's easy layup. Or kicking out to Johannes Voigtman or uh Matthias Obst for three-pointers. Wagner is standing in the way of the closeout guy, just sitting, setting a little flare screen. This is essential to Mo Wagner's game. And when you watch Mo Wagner, his impact is not usually felt in the stats. I looked it up after Saturday's game because I noticed uh, how, how Mo Wagner was screening and how impactful those screens were. Mo Wagner is as good of a screener as there is on the Orlando Magic. For the Magic last year, Wagner averaged 2.6 screen assists per game, the David Locke special, and 5.5 and screen assist points per game, according to NBA.com, trailing only Wendell Carter in both categories. His 4.7 screen assist for 36 minutes and 10.3 screen assist points per game trailed only Mo Bamba on the Magic last year. That gives you a sense of how many points he's creating just by putting his body in the way. According to NBA.com's tracking data, the Magic scored 1.10 points per possession on 99 pick and roll possessions with Wagner as the role man. This was the second most possessions as the role man on the team. The Magic had a 54% effective field goal percentage on these plays. Now, Basketball Index still says the Magic should score 0.17 more points per 75 possessions on these pick and roll plays. And that certainly suggests some of the Magic's struggles to finish and maybe even Mo Wagner's struggle to finish as well. He is still... An imperfect offensive player, you know, he's very very good at this one thing, and that's screening. But the fact that the Magic are still pretty effective and could be scoring more, to me that says that Wagner's screening is really, really, really effective. This is something that coaches love that does not always show up. And and it's something you have to observe and clearly see. And this, you know, if there's a player who is playing the most similar role to what he will for the Magic next year. Um, Joe Engels gonna play a very similar role, floor spacer, shooter, you know, maybe not as many minutes. Uh, Mo Wagner is doing exactly for Germany what the Magic are gonna ask him to do in the regular season. Be a little bit of basque, be physical on the block, pick and pop, you know, roll and pop is needed, set screens, and just help help kind of fill those gaps and, and make everyone better. Even when Wagner was struggling to shoot earlier in in the exhibition run, he was still doing this. He was still extremely active. He was still making things happen for his team. And that is something that's going to carry over when when he rejoins the Magic in October, when he rejoins the Magic next month. He is still going to be an impactful player on this front because that's who he is. And that's his big contribution. He he's not having to face his weaknesses because his role is very well defined. He's not being asked to do more than what he's already good at. He's pretty good at it. But Mo Wagner is a much more impactful player than we may give him credit for, and this is the exact reason why. Because he will set he will he will help his teammates get free and help them score more. That's his role. That's his job. And that's why he's still really, really effective. Like I said, this is a friendly. um, This this game Sunday was a friendly. Germany was on a back-to-back. You could tell they were running out of gas very late in that game. Um, The U.S. found something that worked at long last after they trailed by as many as 16 points, and they were able to zoom ahead for the win. When these two teams face again, it will be a different story. Um, And Germany obviously showed that they can hang with the U.S., They can run it up on the U.S. and that this tournament is as wide open as every World Cup tournament is, even with a U.S. team that is very much taking things seriously and playing very, very well. And Franz and Mo are going to be a big part of Germany potentially meddling, just as Paolo is going to be a big part of what Team USA is ultimately going to do in the World Cup. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in Himaly, you can comply Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. You still on the podcast, to your podcast, and able listen advice. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Don't forget to subscribe as well to my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Check that out. You can also follow me on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. On our next episode of Locked On Magic, uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the schedule. Um, talk a little bit about how the Magic game respect. And, you know, I, I know I talked about that a little bit last week, but I think we'll we'll kind of dive back into that topic. We're also going to have some more locked off Magic conversations later this week. Um, there's a hint about that. Uh, hint about that on today's show, but we'll we'll get to that later on in the week. Uh, and of course, we'll set up FIBA play later on in the week as well. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Locked On Magic with Phil Ross. Mike. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members.